0: So we're, we're, we were in a, in a staff meeting there a week ago, and, and we decided we want to keep on the better together thing for a while because uh, I, I think if, if we're going to prosper, uh, uh, we're got, we we got to get this one. You know, there has to be unity. And, and what I so appreciate about the church, and I'm going to tell you what, what a great group. Uh, if, if you've not been a part of us and you don't really know us, uh, it's just a great group of people that love God. Uh, and, in fact, if you're, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, uh, uh, you know, maybe you know about him, but you really don't know him, the, the reality of it is and the reason we exist is so that you get to know him. And so if you're here today, I, I've got to tell you, you are the most important person in the room. And I'm not diminishing those of you that know them, but I'm tell, if you're here and you don't know them, you're the one who has heaven's attention. You're the one, the Bible says that when, the, when a sinner re- repent, when somebody that turns towards God, it says the angels in heaven rejoice. I mean, I realize they have a good time when we're here together worshiping God. But I'm telling you, you want to light their fire. You let somebody that doesn't know Jesus come to know him. And, man, they are just flat out lit up. And uh, it ought to be the same way for us. Uh, so if, if you're here and you feel like you're out of place, you're right in the right place. Okay, And I, and God's going to speak to you. And if you're here and you're cold in your soul, come on. You know what it's like to be on fire. What are you waiting for? Get get. Just turn around. Oh, oh I've gone so far. You didn't go. Just right, turn around. Follow him. Give your life to him. Make a commitment, and uh, and and it doesn't take long. And you're right back in the midst. God's grace is sufficient for us. But what I love about the church and being better together, there is uh, probably and Em and I were talking about the other last night. There's there's such diversity here. Uh, and different, different people. Uh, I realized when God called me to Corinth, and I and I questioned him. I asked him why, you know, what for crying out loud, call me where there's people and all this stuff. And uh, but I realized that He called me here because um, I'm like the Corinthians. Okay, you want to say redneck? You want to say whatever? You know that that uh, uh, I just just the, the you guys are my peeps. You know the Corinthians, and and somebody say, "Well, I just go to church in Corinth. I don't have anything else to do with them." <laughs> well, that's all right. That that's fine, and honestly, that's fine. You know, there's there's some of my friends that think Corinth has a reputation, and uh, but the reality of it is, um, uh, there is such diversity and unity. We can be so different. And, uh, and, and if you're not careful, our differences will cause us to be separated. The reality of it is, in our diversity, the things that bind the one thing that binds us together is Jesus. It's him. And if you're looking for it to be uh, you know, there can be differences of political opinion, which I don't see why you don't all agree with me. But there can be differences. And I can tolerate a few, about that much. I'm looking at her. No, there can be differences, all right, because that's a different kingdom. Okay, that's not the kingdom of God. There can be differences in, in a whole lot of things. And if you're not careful in the, the whole idea of being better together, you're not, you will not endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit because we are a diverse bunch. I, I You know, and I'm, I'm not picking on anybody, and it's not really a pick. It's a, it's a praise. But there is not a better guy in shoe leather uh, than Bill Kunkel. There really isn't. Um, but what makes him so great to me is that he, he lives in, this, in a spiritual li- He lives a spiritual life. You know, it's not that Bill and I are going to go uh, hang out around uh, a fresh kill. I'm not going to hand him my hunting knife and say it's your turn to gut him. Right? I, You know, and I certainly am not going to pluck my harp with Bill. And, uh, and, and you know, there's just a diversity. It's a different... And, and to talk about the ideas and how many appreciate the musical skill that man has and the anointing that's on his life. I don't understand it, uh, you know, because it's not what I do. It's not, the, the, you know, uh, me and what, uh, you know, drives me and or, or the gifts in my life. But you can be two totally different people. Then I'm going to tell you what, if it wasn't for Jesus, what would we have in common? Right? But because of Jesus, I can look at Bill Kunkel and say, man, he is one of the greatest men that I know. And and we can still be diverse in the things that we like to do and and, and, and all of that. And, and, And this is the other thing, and not be cliquish. Okay? Because better together in a clique is still carnality. Okay, you can be part of a clan, but your clan can't be a clique. Not that I'm looking at this side over here. <laughs> oh, well, no, yeah, all right. They're going to whack me. Oh. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, but I am, I am incredibly grateful. In fact, speaking of the Kuvas, <laughs> it was Joe and Char's 50th anniversary. We celebrated that. <laughs> they renewed their vows yesterday. And, and again, what an incredible good time and what a blessing to be a part of their lives. Uh, and, and just for the past 30 years, you don't think about it all the time, but the things that we've done together, because we've we've chosen in the good and the bad, you know, it's not always been good times. Uh, there's times Charlene yelled at me, me, but uh, we're still, we're still together. Uh, and i'm grateful but so my my point is, is in the whole better together is is if you're not uh uh comfortable with somebody's diverse ideas and that may not be exactly like yours, and you know what we don't all have to be a hundred percent right. there are deal breakers. Okay, there are things that, that cause us to not be in fellowship. And, and I'm convinced, and, and, I'm, and what I want you to hear today, uh, as I try to condense this, uh, what I want you to hear today is, is uh, uh, the Word of God it, that you not just sit here and, yeah, I want you to hear it, one, because if you're not spiritually alive, It's going to be impossible for you to be in in unity with the body of Christ. You're looking for some carnal, you you know, some fleshly good feeling, which can be here, good coffee, good, you know, good friends, good people, all of those things. But there's something that goes beyond human goodness, and that's spiritual life. Unless you're spiritually alive, And and, and if you remember, I spoke about it last week. I want to talk about it again. So let me just say this. One, so that you hear me and that you make a choice. Because the reality of it is one day I will stand before God and give account for what I spoke. Okay? So I want to be clear. And And I know that it's recorded. And that God, you know, the clarity of, I'm not just doing this to save my own skin. I want you to be spiritually alive. It literally takes a new birth for you to be transformed from or transferred from one kingdom to another. You don't get that by osmosis, you don't get that by the power of positive thinking, you don't get that by becoming a better man. Okay? It's not about being better. It's about being Christ's. It's about being, listen to me, you have to be. Jesus said, you must be born again. Don't say, well, you can be if you want to be. He said, you must be. And then he went on to say, uh, when Nicodemus said, how can a man be born? He said, you must be born of the water James is going to go do that in a little while down on the beach. You must be born of the water and the spirit. Okay, listen to me. Does say Wade, what do you believe about water baptism? It's essential. Okay? Just want you to know that. If you have not been water baptized, we're going to the beach. I have a towel for you in case you, in case you want to. All right? Or, or if you want to know more about it, we can teach you and, and you can understand. Water baptism is a spiritual operation that cuts away the sins of your flesh. When James comes out of that water, you know what? The old James is dead. That sinful life that he's been carrying around and troubling him, it's buried. The blood of Jesus Christ is applied to his life. Can I make that clearer? That's what I believe with all my heart. I believe that you must be born of the Spirit. There's a spiritual experience with Jesus. When you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the power of God resting upon you, it's for you. In and, and the book of Acts, when, when the, the power of the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost and they spilled out in the, into the streets of Jerusalem, people thought they were drunk. And Peter begins to preach, and he declares, no, we're not drunk like you think. He didn't say they weren't under the influence. Some of you need to be under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Okay, you've got to allow his influence in your life, or there will never be a better together moment in in us with you a part of it. And what happens is when you're spiritually alive, when the power of the Holy Ghost rules your life, and I'm not I wish I could tell you that it ruled my life every single moment. It doesn't. Because my flesh pops up. But when I get crossways with a brother or a sister, you know what the Holy Ghost says? You're better together. You know what the Holy Ghost says? Remain relational. You know what the Holy Ghost says in my life? Forgive. You know what the Holy Ghost says? It says, be kind. You know what the flesh says? You got to get out of here. You know what the flesh says? They don't care about you. You know what the flesh says? There's all kinds of excuses to bring uh, division that our flesh, and if we give into it and we don't allow ourselves uh, 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 to yield to this spiritual life, Peter said, When they asked him, what must we do that uh, on that day of Pentecost, he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's still true today. That is the new birth. Boom. Then he goes on to say, this promise is for you. Point to your neighbor and say, it's for you. Let him feel you. All that are far. So anyway, that I wasn't going to preach that, but that's where we'll start. So let me let me leave you with this. I didn't want to finish this. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 1. If, if we're better together, it's because we're spiritually alive. And and listen to me, those of you that don't feel like you're spiritually alive. There is an incredible amount of patience and kindness, and we'll wait for you, okay? We're not going to throw you out because you're not spiritually alive, all right? But but you need to realize being spiritually alive is is the goal of our lives for you, all right? So, uh, but those of you that are testing the waters, take your time if you want. When you finally do allow God to fill you to his fullness, you're going to say, Why did I wait so long? That's what you're going to do. But, so, this is what it says here. In, in, in those of you that have been filled, those of you that, that God has touched, I want you to uh, see this in Colossians chapter 3, starting at verse 1, lengthy portion here. Yeah, but stay with me. So, if you have been risen, or if you've been raised with the Messiah, seek what is above where the Messiah is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on what is above, not on what is on the earth. If we're going to be spiritually alive and we're going to have the unity of the Spirit, it's not, we're not going to be fighting over politics. It's not going to be the color of the Sunday school classes that causes a church split it's not going to be this not going on and that you know all this stuff is just stuff what really matters is what you know setting our mind our our hearts on things that are above god what are you trying to do this is about people not programs it's about the one that's sitting here that needs jesus and and i'm telling you you could paint whatever Purple. I don't care as long as we can reach somebody for Jesus. I anything you want to try as long as it's not sin, let's do it. I don't give a rip as long as we can reach somebody with the gospel. And you know, I may like something totally different, and I don't like that. But you, you never know what you might do will bring that one. And so you got to give people, let the diversity. If I'm going to have a a big buck contest and give a gun away, oh, you can't, firearms, ah. To me, no, I won't do that. We're so afraid of so many different things. And then if somebody else, if you want to have some Pinterest party and crochet together, if that's what you do. Okay, listen. I probably won't show up to that. But what I'm telling you is as an assembly, we ought to support everything that anybody will do to bring about fellowship. Well, I'm not for that. Well, don't don't contribute your ugly human spirit. Come on, be for something. If it's sin, we all be against it. Right? If it's not, why don't you support your brothers and sisters and esteem them? Okay, I'm almost finished. Not really, but I'm going to have to cut it off. Listen to this. It so says, set your minds on what is above, not on what is on the earth, for he, for you have died and your life is hidden with the Messiah in God. That's what happens when you're baptized. I can show you in the scripture. It says, when the Messiah who is your life, that's what brings unity. That's what brings spiritual life. That's what makes it better together. When the Messiah is your life. This, this church is a little sideshow for some. A little bit of religion never hurt anybody. A little bit of Jesus like he comes in small, medium, and large. But when the Messiah who is your life, you're talking about the unity of the Spirit and being better together. It's that kind of together. That's what brings us together. That's what causes us to be in Fellowship. It doesn't work any other way. It really doesn't. And he goes on to say, uh, when when the Messiah who is your life is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. That's exciting. It says, therefore, put to death what belongs to your worldly nature. That. Is the problem? Is our worldly put to death that that belongs to your worldly nature? Listen to the sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire and greed which is idolatry. Because of these things, God's wrath comes, against, uh, comes on the disobedient, and you once walked in these things when you were living in them, but now you must also put away all of the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, cussing, filthy language. Was that in the book? Uh, yep. Why? Because from out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Says put those things away don't lie to one another since you put off the old self with its practices and you put on the new self That's what makes us better together It's not the new you because you've watched some exercise video and you are thinking you know sunshine It's the new you because you've repented of your sins and you've been buried in the name of Jesus, and you've allowed the cross to so totally overwhelm your life, that that this old man that you were, that old self, the the Bible says, and it says here, put it to death. I'd love to tell you that if you come to God, that all of a sudden you will never have another struggle, that you'll never have another temptation. But I found out after the initial... You know, a surge and excitement of God transforming my life. That my old self wanted to sneak back in. That everything that I had laid down one time knocked at the door and said, hey, do you mind making a home for me? And I had to. You know, how many times have you prayed, God, take this out of my life. Take this out of my life. Lord, do this. You know what he says? You do it. I've given you the power to do it. Now you do it, you make the choice. If you're struggling with, 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 with sin in your life and, and you're expecting God to miraculously come up you know and, and you take the purple pill and it's over, then all of a sudden he just absolutely you know spreads the magic dust in your face, and you no longer are tempted. Anybody ever have that happen to you? No, I have had to struggle and fight against my old self. And the lie that we're living today in religion, and some that call themselves Christian, is that you can make room for your old self, and it really doesn't matter. But I'm going to tell you it's a lie. What needs to happen is I struggle against that, that selfish nature continually, and I'm going to get up and battle again in the morning. In fact, I'm going to battle it this afternoon. It's when you quit fighting it and say, oh, it doesn't matter anymore. The Bible says, and I, tell me you're hearing this. It says, put away those things. Put away those things. And it goes on to say, you are being renewed in the knowledge according to the image of your creator. In Christ, there is not a Greek or a Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, uh, barbarian, the rest of them, slave, free, all. But Christ is all in all. You know what it's saying? That there is not one better than another. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care how tall or short you are. It doesn't matter what your ethnic background is. that's That's this world. That's a temporary frame that we live in. What matters is Christ in you. What matters is are you going to put those worldly nature that's in us, are you going to allow the spirit to rule? Are you going to allow his spirit to be? What comes out of you? We're created in his image. Oh, the church isn't what it used to be. Maybe it's you. Just saying. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're being carnal. I would check that first before you go anywhere else. You know why? Because wherever you go, you'll be there. If you're spiritual, you'll be all right. But I would check that, honestly. Man, get to the place where, where you put to death those things. I'm, I got one more scripture. Actually, I got several, but I'll stop. Stand with me. How many of you know there's a battle that rages in you? It's constant. And there are times that that old natural man thinks he's winning the day. But the great thing is that I get to at any moment turn toward Jesus and find the grace of God in his favor. And say, Lord, can you help me right now? I, I, that word says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Paul says it like this in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 26. He says, he, he says therefore I run this not with uncertainty. Thus I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. That's a me thing. That's a me thing. I can't do it myself. I tried that way. But what I do know when God's filled me with his spirit, my life changed. He turned me upside down. I had a source that I could go to if I chose. You got to choose that. As an assembly, we got to choose that. That's why, I, you know, I love the prayer that's going on around here before service. It makes a difference. Why? Because we want spiritual life. So those of you, how many know it's better together? It is. Those of you that have been out of fellowship, why? Come on, man. We're... we're we're living in a day when, they, when they, it's all about you as an individual. Oh, aren't you great? And aren't you? Know, it's all about how great you are. I'm going to tell you what makes us great is us together. And you might believe little Johnny and, and Sarah and all those. Oh, and we want to pump them up, and that's great because they're wonderful and, and wonderful children and wonderful adults. But the enemy of your soul wants to separate you from them. Body of Christ and make you think that it's you and Jesus when the reality of it is we're one body and we need the fellowship of the body to stay spiritually alive. So come on, how many know we're better together? I know that today, and I, and I realize when, when I fall short, I, what I love is, is having those people around that just love me. And then I get to love you and lift you up and, 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 and hold up the hands and hang down and, and, and just, just be a blessing. Gateway, there's some great things ahead for us. But it's ahead for us because we're going to do it together. It's ahead for us because we're going to demand spiritual life. So let me close by saying this. He's for you. Man, if you have never made a step toward him, I'm telling you what, you, you even make this, the smallest move towards him and he'll just, he makes up the distance so fast you'll be shocked. And so if you have never given your life to God, it's a good day to do it. Say, Lord, I've tried all I'm on and I want you to help me. I want to follow you. That's a great thing to do. It's a great step. When you change your heart and change your mind, man, the angels in heaven rejoice. So I want to give you that opportunity as we're going to gather around this altar. But Gateway, listen to me, those of you that are are here and you give in to your flesh. Would you come down today and say, Lord, I'm going to get in the battle again. I'm going to fight it again. I'm going to engage again and not let my flesh just rule me. I'm going to let your spirit take charge. I'm going to work for the unity of the Spirit. Come on down and help help us and pray with one another. Let God touch you this morning before you go on about your day. I'm going to open the altars right now in Jesus' name.